0: well hello everybody welcome back to the next inaugural episode i guess it's it's only inaugural if it's the first one right like it's like the
1: yeah that's how that works
0: listen listen it's too early for this shit anyway oh shit no come back come back big dick thing in my face um i'm talking about my mic Microphone <laughs> Microphone <clears throat> So, welcome back everybody to the next episode of Authors Behaving Badly I swear to god I almost said B&B uh, <laughs> It's gonna happen, it will happen Um, Yeah, so as always, you know, we're here to, to basically spill the tea and talk the shit And do all the stuff about all the author gossips and, and scandals Scandals, that was the other word I was looking for yesterday Yes, yeah, scandals What's your name? I'm Zach <laughs>
1: Hi, Zach.
0: (laughs) What's your name, Sailor?
1: (laughs) Your intros are now a clusterfuck. You used to have your spiel down. You have to practice.
0: Well, now I have to get up come up with like a new elevator speech for this podcast. The other one kind of had like a flow. It had some. All you have to do is change
1: out the goddamn name.
0: It had some sway.
1: You could literally just sub it out. It's the same fucking podcast.
0: Listen, I'm not a sub first and foremost. That's oh,
1: that is so not true.
0: <laughs> pillow princess over here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Or pillow top. That was the, that was the <laughs> that was the phrase we invented. Oh,
1: well, you're certainly no power bottom. Oh.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the cluster that is our podcast. As always, I'm sitting here with Miss Martina, Hi Martina. Hi,
1: Zachary.
0: Oh, yeah, now she's okay with the names. So, we are here today to talk about some fun, you know, author scandals and other bullshittery. And today it's my turn to come up with uh, with some author shenanigans.
1: Yes, I am excited to see what you came up with. <laughs> you sh- you also, sure you really wanna afraid. go,
0: Martina? <laughs> I'm ready to go, I've got my stuff. <laughs> so today, it's funny because when you started with yours, you kind of like, well, it's appropriate that, you know, we went all the way back to the Marquis de Sade, right? And we're like, all right, we're going way back. Kicking it old school. <laughs> so with me, it was funny when I found this sort of, it's not really a scandal as much as it was really a bitchy move. And I guess it could be a scandal because there's a lot of talk about what went behind it. i a big it. fan
1: of pettiness.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was mad petty. I'm not going to lie there. All right. So mine comes from a personal author I don't want to say beef of mine that I, basically an author that I just cannot stand. Mr. George Orwell.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Martina says unenthused yeah. and unimpressed. No, of I just, I'm
1: not, a, I can understand why you're not a fan.
0: Yeah. I never
1: understood the.
0: Nerd. <laughs> the nerd.
1: I like George Orwell.
0: <laughs> nerd. She,
1: she also reads textbooks for fun.
0: Yeah. I feel like Ogre in Revenge of the Nerds.
1: <laughs> Nerds. I just, I don't know, I never really just vibed. It was a lot of words, just I am like words, but like Anne Rice thought that he just went a little too much.
0: When Anne Rice is <laughs> like, this motherfucker took too long. Yeah. You know that's saying something. <laughs> because that
1: bitch will take seven years to describe the lace on the curtains.
0: It, it was lacy.
1: <laughs> but not just any lace. It's Queen Anne lace. And then she's gonna tell you who Queen Anne was and why she had so much lace.
0: Having come and have been the person that's, <laughs> that's all, folks.
1: Sometimes Zach, yeah, but do.
0: Zach just like was so anyway, so going into like my personal feelings behind Orwell. For those of you that don't know, my Pollock came out in high school because I read George Orwell's Animal Farm.
1: Nine times?
0: Yeah, because it seemed like multiple years and multiple classes had to read that fucking book for like- And
1: how is that George's fault?
0: George knew what he was writing. So it's because like, so I'm writing all, so I'm reading it for all these fucking classes and by the end of my high school career, I could pretty much quote verbatim that stupid fucking book, Animal, and uh, yet Animal Farm. And never
1: once did Zach think- why do I have to keep reading the same book? I've already read it.
0: When that was presented to me, I think in this group, I it was which one of you pointed out to me. But it was, was Layla. Yeah. My earth, the world, my entire sense of being just crashed around me when I was, she was just like, why Why did you just, if you already read it, and you knew it, why did you keep reading it? It was, I can't describe the aha dumbassery <laughs> that washed upon my being.
1: But you can go back to the books and bullshit moment
0: where he actually on air
1: realized that.
0: I couldn't believe that. Anyway, so George Orwell was, uh, for those of you that don't know George Orwell, he's, you know, he's. He's Again, dead. Yes, he's, he's dead. He was a white man, obviously. Um, so he wrote, one of the biggest works that he wrote, obviously, was Animal Farm. And George Orwell was a socialist. socialist Blah. Was a sociopath. <laughs> might have been a little bit. Who who can, had a little bit more, is described as kind of like left-leaning views a little bit. Very kind of socialist, but anti-government and establishment. I mean, if you've ever read him Which Animal we don't Farm, have a
1: problem with here.
0: No, not in the slightest. But the irony and twist came when or when the USSR that's right we're going we're we're going commies and Orwell good god yeah and like
1: the Nazis said I'm like, no 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 what
0: you must be this high for the oven um oh. <laughs> what they did it was usually this high
1: you're so lucky you're Polish
0: I know that's why I can crack those jokes literally i can i love cracking those jokes so much that sometimes i'll crack such dark like polish horrible jokes that people will get uncomfortable and i'm like but i can say that word so it's really funny there was one time somebody was asking me about camping and i was like oh i've never been camping and they were like why you lived in maine why you've never been camping and i was like well like a couple generations ago a few of my family members went camping with some with some german friends and it didn't go too well for them so since then we just don't camp um you might have to concentrate on that joke to get it. So no, we get it. Nazis. <laughs> the Nazis. <laughs> listen, I'm going to set this shit up in true Orwellian fashion. Don't rush me curtains. <laughs> She's going to, he's going to reuse all 30 minutes, setting
1: up the premise and never getting to the point.
0: Yeah. That's how I'm going to dance around this horseshit. Well, listen, the punchline was, is there was obviously during the USSR and, and all the fun communist things, there were a lot of cabinets and different kinds of things that did looked at different aspects of the societies. One of the biggest ones was propaganda, right? Just like in World War II, on the joke of Nazis, propaganda was like all the shit. And Orwell was actually and approached in 2016. by no, sorry. what was the what was the group? Let me pull this up real quick. The cab, the Ministry specifically, the Ministry of Magic. No, it might as well have been. <laughs> um, well, obviously, because it's a Ministry, it was the it's in the United Kingdom. Of
1: shady shit.
0: The, in, the, in the Ministry of the Cabinet was called the Information Research Department, or the IRD. Um, and, <laughs> and the purpose of this entire department was to smear the Soviets for, the, for um, English uh, uh, satire and propaganda against the commies. So Orwell, being kind of big into, obviously, the, the field and what he did... Um, big amongst authors and other influencers and shit like that. What this motherfucker did was rather than being all, I'm a socialist and I'm anti-government and pro leth and all that other shit, he decided to work with this group and put together a list of authors and influencers that were either pro-communist, suspected of being pro-communist, or might have pro-communism leaning views. What's being challenged by people is a lot of this shit were people that were kind of starting to give him a run for his money, other popular authors and influencers and shit like that. So
1: he made a kill list.
0: Basically. <laughs> this bitch put together a, a list.
1: Pool, if you will. Yes. <laughs> and just started fucking
0: cutting careers.
1: So it was the Salem witch trials of the USSR.
0: Basically. Let me see if I get some. Um, so he like, went for journalists and other novelists. Oh, and- well, that's straight out of the playbook.
1: Like- you always go for the media, yeah. So where was the right? Was Trump?
0: We, yeah. So yeah, people that were uh, uh, deemed as cryptos or secret communists, cryptos like cryptids, Fel, <laughs> fellow travelers or communist sympathizers, no, and outright members of the communist party. Orwell's involvement in the Information Research Department, this propaganda one, um, uh, was was veiled under the ideology of combating Stalinism at home and abroad and received a good view of attention from the, in the past, in the few decades that this was running. Um, yeah. So this motherfucker literally just put together this entire list, just smearing and snitching on other people that a lot of these other authors and influence and journalists were deemed as crypto, like cryptos, like, Oh, they might be, they might not be. Um, I can't even find the full list of the people that he threw in the thing. He threw under those. Um, so um, okay, here we go. John Anderson, other editors like John be- um, John Bevman, um, H.R. Carr, and that was an historian. Um, All Isaac Deutscher, who wrote the Economist and the Observer. Um, Nobody's gonna know any of these people. Yeah, well, I'm saying I'm just. I mean, saying- I'm
1: sure there's like one dude who might be like, "Oh, this is <laughs> I know
0: that guy." Well, this is well, this kind of thing. Oh, other scientists. Oh, <laughs> guess who else is on the list? Charlie Chaplin was on this list. Well, Charlie Chaplin, he was a little bit shady. Yeah, but a lot of these people were just—he just threw shit all over everything. Um, correspondence for the New York Times. Wasn't Charlie
1: Chaplin a pedophile? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he like married a 13 year old. Did
0: Charlie time. Chaplin ever write anything? Because we can focus on that <laughs> motherfucker in the next episode. He did. He wrote his movies. He motherfucker did. Charlie Chaplin. We're coming Chaplin list. next. Well, and the funny thing is is now I've actually heard historians sidebar. Obviously, it's it's authors behaving badly, so we're going to really digress and shit. But on the note of Charlie Chaplin, supposedly, I've heard this empirically it's and nine.
1: Fondling your spit guard.
0: His mustache was actually Hitler. Coined- Did you catch
1: the finger over the lip? Yes. Who are you showing his mustache to? Me and Layla.
0: Yes. <laughs> how but- do we?
1: How do we yeah. tell that from your Hitler stash? For
0: those of you playing the home <laughs> game, um, you can call in now. Our phone number is nine nine nine. Um. So anyway. <laughs> Well, it's apparently Hitler modeled his signature mustache off of being a huge Chaplin fan, which Hitler was a huge Chaplin fan. But to which Chaplin was like, oh, ho, ho, don't you blame
1: me for this.
0: And his movie, was it his... he's like, I got my own problems, buddy. Didn't Chaplin, like, do a, I know he did a film mocking Hitler, but wasn't it called The Dictator? I don't know. He did a whole film and, like, this, like, awkward fucking, like, crooked salute, like, really shitting all over Hitler. And I think that might have been in response to that. I
1: mean, I think if anybody deserves to be shit all over, it's
0: Hitler. I agree. I agree completely. But anyway, so because fuck Nazis. So yeah. So Orwell just basically ran this whole smear campaign off for get it Schmear campaign <laughs> off. <laughs> you guys better buckle up. There's a whole mess of Polish and Jew jokes in here. Um. Well, according to Ancestry, I also have you know oldest jews in my family so i can also crack jew jokes it's really great i love that shit it's really opened up a lot of horizons for me for jokes i'm allowed to crack now
1: yes because we know how persecuted you are as a fucking straight white man
0: <laughs> hey i could throw back to merely the 40s and talk about how millions of my ancestors were slaughtered i get a pass
1: i mean if we're being real i'm irish so we've got the whole slavery thing too
0: i know we really really we all do everybody's like like, white people just in history have just been shitty to everybody, including white people. Including
1: other white people. Yeah. They were just like, you know, yeah, this isn't working for us. We just, we're, we're just going to take all these people too. You know, we just don't have enough product. We're going to turn our own people into product too.
0: Look up They're way back in shitty. the day of what ghettos really were. Because like, my grandparents grew up and the neighborhood that, I, that became a horrible, horrible neighborhood where that I grew up in, where at one point... Ethnic ghettos of different, like this is the German block and this is the Polish block, and this and you had Polish, German, Irish, like social clubs. If you crossed the street and you were now in like the Polish or German neighborhood and you were, they would just, they would fight you and whoop your ass Like even like white people are just horrible. You know, don't get it twisted. Another. Like,
1: yeah. Africa, they had it the worst. Next to the Jews, I'd say that's pretty they're pretty even. The rest of us, not so much, but I'm just saying, we were not nice people to anybody. Including us.
0: Back to Orwell being a dick of a yes. dick of a white guy. But can you imagine speaking of white dicks who took advantage? Like he yeah. went for like, like I said, like editors and reviewers and columnists like can you imagine the power of that shit and running a spear campaign like that shit now? You
1: going straight to your Amazon reviews and be like, ha, 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 now is my moment. One star reviews. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> And that's what, and that's what I really appreciate off of that in that sort of fashion. When smear campaigns are used for the good of everybody, and we all know, we all know about my girl Nora, and how Nora Roberts will fucking call the shit on other authors. But the
1: best thing about Nora is that she just waits. She just waits, and then she just rides in on her white horse <laughs> when she's good and ready, and she's like, "Oh, good. Now that you guys gotten yourself good and deep into this mess." Let me come save you.
0: Well, and, and Orwell, the funny thing also that I, I really like about him is his hypocrisy. You know, socialism is very like anti-government within itself. He was very left-leaning, obviously very, very liberal. His books were about fighting the government and standing against what the structure that they represented were. But then when he was presented with an opportunity to work for the government and just gut into this one and basically make this smear ad campaign and do um, satire and and stuff for a government and agency against another government agency. It's like, you just, you just threw everything that you stood for out the window just to now, obviously this could have, this could all have been legitimately to fight communism. Cause obviously communism, people were vehemently against it for obvious reasons. But that being said, Still, it you can't hide from the shade that could have been within of that this is my chance to really fuck some people up that did you just, just but stuck when in somebody's my craw handed this whole that time. power.
1: I can I can see how. you know what they say about absolute power corrupting absolutely because yeah. if somebody was just like, I need you to make a list of people, we're just gonna completely fuck over. Feel free to add anybody's name you like. Who's like, oh, well, wait, I have an alphabetized list.
0: Well, the fact <laughs> that everybody that he threw on there again were celebrities, people all through the literary world, no matter what, people in the press, and it's funny the fact that one of the column, one of the one of the categories that some of the people he accused of were categorized in were cryptos. You First, thought what the they fuck might? Does be? that
1: mean? I hear crypto. I think of two things:
0: currency,
1: and cryptids like Bigfoot. So now every time you say that you think somebody's a crypto, I think that they're Bigfoot, (laughs) which would be so much more interesting. It's like, oh yes, he was accused of being a Bigfoot.
0: (laughs) So here's the other thing is what results for the Mothman. Um, Corresponding with the British Secret Services and this created a formal blacklist of writers that he himself deemed cryptos, secret communists, fellow travelers, common sympathizers, or outright of the Communist Party. So I think cryptos is like cryptic and all those other things. I think it just, it it is secretly or veiled. So I think that's where the basis of that word comes from. Because I think crypto or cryptid or whatever, that's a Greek origin, right? That's not Latin, right?
1: Well, cryptic is just means like puzzled, like, you know, like a puzzle. So like there's a, there's and a, a mystery to it. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: so it's not outright. But the fact that he was just like, no, these people might be secret commies. And we're like, oh, everybody's like, no, fuck them, blacklist them. And the, it's funny well, because... Well, because they're writers. You don't want to give secret commies a voice, so... You got to get rid of them writers. But well, and that's like the, the story that, no won, proof required. that won the Nobel Prize in Literature, Dr. Zivago. He left communist Russia because he w- it was a lot of it was viewed as anti-Russian views in that novel under veil of night because they said, if you publish this work, you will be executed for it. And he ran to Italy where a small publisher in Italy was like, fuck this. We don't care. Fuck the Ruskies. And they published it. And then Dr. Zivago got a Nobel Prize in Literature over it. It's the same thing. I thought
1: Dr. Zivago
0: was the name of the it is Dr. Zhivago. Yes, that's I'm talking, I'm talking about. that book specifically.
1: But is that also the name of the guy who wrote it?
0: No. We have a copy of Dr. Zhivago. Where is it? Because <laughs> you're talking about it as if Hang on. Zhivago was like an yeah, actual- se- Keep talking, Martine. I'm stepping away from the mic. I'll find it because I see it.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm just- I don't know much about it. I just know that I thought that was the name of the book because I certainly was never going to fucking read it. So who wrote Dr. Zhivago?
0: Boris Pasternak.
1: Oh, Boris, of course. <laughs> You're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah,
0: I got this big fucking hardback Doctors of Ago. Ooh, so the people. pages just falling out. The world's best reading, Doctors of Ago. Um, this book is a motherfucker to read, actually. It is not a pleasant read in the slightest. Um, None of those
1: books were. These people were still getting paid by the word back then.
0: Ooh, this book is from nineteen fifty eight, copyrighted.
1: Okay, so maybe they
0: but anyway, but no, but I'm saying as far as the story goes to your point about giving authors a voice when you don't want them to, because this book was viewed as so anti-communist, the, the Communist Party was like, if you publish this work, because he was a renowned author in Russia at the time, we will kill you for it. So he had to escape and the And years
1: later in Russia, if you write something they don't like. They will kill you for it. Well,
0: yeah, I feel like they've always kind of done that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of tradition at this point. Yeah,
1: People are like, hey, how did it come? I got away with writing that thing. Aren't you supposed to come kill me now? In
0: Sylvia Thrasha, book kill you. Um, <laughs> but, but it's funny as we're going through that. I feel the... like
1: there's going to need to be a trigger warning on
0: this <sighs> <episode>. God, yes. <laughs> this episode is titled Trigger Warning. Trigger <laughs> Warning, Jews and Bulldogs.
1: Okay, we can't definitely not write that. Yes.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the, the, the curtains is signed. Jesus Christ, these two. Um, but what the fuck was I saying? Oh yeah, but it's funny as we're going through the funny list, I know. a lot of those people like they're attached to like the New York Times and the Washington Post, and you were like, Oh, these are a bunch of people we probably never heard of. Can you imagine that this list is probably for a lot of them? Why they might have been like epics and then they just got ghosted because Orwell and the actual like United Kingdom Ministry just gutted them over this shit.
1: I mean, it's pretty much what they tried to do four years ago with CNN and the Washington Post and that's fair. The New York Times,
0: that's fair. Yeah, I mean, if you had this kind of a platform, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> who was going go on the for? list? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, you know I was going to add. The whole point of this is to fucking name names here.
1: Okay, so you're asking me... And I if, I have, have a couple I, that I will drop I to. If I knew that they would believe me and I could just get rid of them for good, who would I go for? That's what you're asking.
0: Yeah, uh, it could be alive or dead. So it could be like, you know, going back JK to... J.K. Like, Rowling. Oh, bitch, I knew you were going to say J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <sighs> Listen. Sorry, she
1: had her time to shine.
0: Now, now, are we talking like to where, like my premise I just said, we're like they were basically ended before they started or current state. Now she's already penned all the Harry Potter shit and we're stopping her now in her tracks and stopping her any future growth or development.
1: People should not be deprived of Harry Potter just because she's a turfy little twat. I,
0: Cause I have literal like depressing emotional attachments to the novel. So I, now I would say J.K. Rowling now needs to be ended. But I still want the I'm Harry Potter. I'm surprised she role.
1: hasn't been ended. She's trying so hard to end her own career. That's
0: because of how much money she has. She is a literal billionaire. Multi, multi billionaire. Yeah, it's almost
1: role. like she's like, I need to stop people liking me because they expect me to write more books and I just want to spend
0: my money. Would well, you know? Here's the funny thing about that. So, Sonic, the video game. The Hedgehog? Yes. Here's the deal. <laughs>
1: or the fast food chain.
0: <laughs> yes. So, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, the last few games that came out, if you're a big gamer or anything like that, like Sonic Werewolf and shit like that, were so, so terrible. And it was because the main... I forget his name, to be completely honest, and it's literally on the tip of my tongue, too. The main designer that actually designed and came up with the whole premise of Sonic the Hedgehog way back in the day made it a video game. Um, the And he's obviously just completely rich. He's like the guys that made Mario. He intentionally... Mario. Yeah, He intentionally... <laughs> started making shitty, like, Sonic games and writing terrible stories and terrible premise, even though Nintendo was putting them out because he wanted the fans to revolt so then he could stop making them because his contract with Nintendo, they will never let him stop making it. It's for life. He has to. And so he intentionally was trying to kill the brand so he can retire because they won't let him.
1: now that's the petty level of petty I aspire to because if you tell me that I'm stuck doing this for life, regardless... I'm going to be like, okay, well, you're going to get what you get. <laughs> and it's going to be my worst work ever.
0: Can you imagine like the like the, the philosophical premise of te- really being hoisted by your own batard there? And like, I now have to end what I like loved and created and built because it's basically beat to death and you motherfuckers won't let me step away from it. Now I now have to kill what I built. That's such a, that's depressing <laughs> to think about it. Depressing. But I wonder, I doubt it. But I wonder if maybe that's the thing. Is She's just trying to be like, people leave me the fuck alone. I feel like if
1: you're going to do that, though, you could find another way than attacking trans people.
0: I feel like if I was a multi, multi, multi multi-billionaire over.
1: Yeah, but I would just fake my own death.
0: I wouldn't even do that. If I had like evil villain level of funds, which she does, I would just like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. Oh, you're going to. You see, the funny thing is, is I gave a hundred million dollars to this like squad of like South American hitmen. And they said that if you keep hassling me, everybody you've ever met's gonna disappear. So there. And that's not actually a knock on South America. I just a lot of our special forces from all countries do a lot of training and shit in South America for any of y'all that are like, oh, da, 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 da. shut up. That's could be anybody in the world. Um could you know somebody would have been like, oh, why South America? But it's not. That's just where all of our special forces train. I don't think you're allowed to tell people who get upset about that to shut
1: up. No, well, I can. <laughs> Fuck your feelings. Yeah. Those are hurt. Yeah, exactly. Well, that didn't take long. Two episodes in. Thanks, Zach. Have we
0: ever shied away from the fact that we just talk shit to talk shit and that's the whole premise of this whole damn thing?
1: Well, that was before we had so many people on our Facebook. Group. That's now I'm feeling true. sort of pressured. <laughs> Which we We're talking on me. to nobody
0: listen we talk shit about everybody including ourselves none of it's meant to be personal it's all meant to be funny if we actually felt the way about the shit that we're talking about we wouldn't be talking about it in public the fact that we're saying this shit out loud means we just think it's funny
1: you you're saying it out loud
0: but you're here you're guilty by association
1: i'm trapped here now That's true. <laughs> I literally am trapped if, on all sides.
0: <laughs> if you flinch too hard to the left, you're going to get berated by a bunch of dog farts.
1: I've got a puppy pile that's like a grenade waiting to go and off. And if
0: you flinch too hard to the right, I mean, you're still going to get attacked by farts. They're just mine. Yeah,
1: which is far worse. Well, maybe not far worse, but depending on whether you ate dairy or not, it can be pretty bad.
0: That's all. I've, I've had nothing but coffee and fucking pizza for the last four days. <laughs> God. So...
1: I think, do you have to, anything to wrap that up or are we good?
0: No, that was just it. I just, I, I I, thought that was so funny because of how much Orwell just ruined my literature when I was in high school. And I still wince every time I see that book. And, and then, then you found
1: out that he's still ruining, that he was ruining lives from the get go.
0: Yes. I'm like, oh, fucking like you, similar to your response. I'm like, oh, of oh, fucking course. <laughs> why, why would Orwell not be an absolute bitch about it?
1: I feel that way about a lot of authors.
0: And a a complete hypocrite. And that's one of the reasons why I appreciate what we're doing here. But then also some of the the author friends that we have that just love to talk mad shit and are all over our posts and shit. Because somebody's got to be out there keeping it real. This whole politics shit that's in the book world sometimes just absolutely boggles my mind. All
1: right. Okay, so...
0: So now comes the time of the day when we sign off from our careers. And
1: <laughs> and we talk about what celebrity death match we would like to yeah. fight it out.
0: So, Martina, you chose first yesterday.
1: Yes.
0: So I think I'll pick the Actually, first.
1: one. no, you chose first with Dr. Seuss. Oh,
0: I did. Okay, so I apologize. Yeah, so you choose first this time then.
1: Nora Roberts. <gasps>
0: <laughs> uh, uh. You uh, bitch.
1: Who are you going to pick to take out your girl? <laughs> your first love?
0: Mm, who made you a man? Out of me. man. <laughs> she straight up, let's get down to business to defeat the Hans, me. <sighs> you know what? I think because, I, think, I, feel, I feel like it's a sympathy match. Because Uh-oh. it's like Mortal Kombat, like, finish him or her. I want to see Nora Roberts just straight. Fuck up J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to say just fuck J.K.
0: Rowling. I wouldn't mind that I was like, that well, either. that
1: would have been a t- plot twist.
0: And I can see that shit in my head now, right? So like, because no Roberts obviously is very, very, very old.
1: Actually, I think her and J.K. Rowling are probably the same age. They're in their 50s or 60s, right?
0: They're in their 60s, aren't they? Yeah, I
1: don't But know. You tell me why you think that... Uh, in my
0: head, I see like that fight taking place, right? And then for some reason, J.K. Rowling, come to find out, actually has magical powers and, like, gets Nora down. And then the crowd cheers. And then out of no- nowhere comes a tag team match. And the immortal Anne Rice shows up. Vampire <laughs> powers in tow and just finishes she off She just JK comes Rowling. down.
1: She descends from yep, the heavens.
0: Yep. So To the soundtrack of Queen of the Damned. And it's just like.
1: <laughs> so Nora is 70. Okay. And JK. JK is
0: much younger than 70.
1: Yeah, I think she's in her fifty. Yeah, she's 55.
0: Yeah. We got two minutes left. Okay, Martine, you got to hit them social medias up.
1: Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash authors behaving badly. You can also find us uh, just on facebook.com slash authors behaving badly if you just want to look up our Facebook page. You can find us on Instagram at authors underscore behaving underscore badly underscore podcast. Right? Yes? Yes. Okay. Um, you can find us on Twitter at just authors badly. <laughs> I
0: fucking love. Don't change it. Even though no, we, we're never gonna change even it. Even when we run out of the time, uh, the time limits where we can change it. Leave it, but, but leave it.
1: <laughs> because we are definitely being authors badly. Um and then TikTok. We are authors behaving badly.
0: You can just search authors behaving badly and, and it we pulls it around. Right
1: so, I think that's email. all of it. Been- oh, yeah, email. If you want to tell us how much we suck, um, you can find us at authorsbehavingbadlypodcast at gmail.com.
0: All right, everybody. That's it. So long. Farewell. I'll be to you. too. <laughs> I'll beat the thing. Good night. All right. Later, y'all.
1: Bye.